Welcome back to Six Pennies Podcast. This episode is brought to you by our friends at Avignon Realty. If you are a real estate agent and you're located in Texas, anywhere in Texas, Houston, Dallas, Austin, and you're looking for a company to work with, Avignon Realty is the place to go. They'll provide you support and infrastructure so you can be a successful agent. They have a 100% commission plan. They'll give you performance coaching and the ability to work remotely, as well as mentoring by a team of experienced brokers. So a lot of tools at your disposal to make sure that you can be a successful agent here in Texas. To get started, give Van Din a call. He's the owner of Avignon Realty. His phone number is 469-951-3585. If you mention Six Pennies Podcast, he's going to waive the first month's brokerage fee, which is, I think, about 300 bucks. Not bad. Once again, that's Avignon Realty. Owner's name is Van Din, our buddy Coach. And his phone number is 469-951-3585. All right, Timmy here. Mock, you there? Alby, you guys all out there? Yes, everybody. <laughs> I thought you were going to just keep singing for a while. You're done? Yeah, I dragged that out a little too too long. That was enough for you. Okay. <laughs> well, um, I'm glad we're all here because we got a fun episode today. we got a pocket change episode. For those who don't know about pocket change, you guys all know pocket change, right? We're just uh, we're taking some mailbag questions from our listeners and we're throwing some change on it. We're just going to give our our thoughts uh, quickly and we'll run through uh, about three topics tonight our questions come from me um i am the listener giving the pocket change questions surprise surprise i mean does it does that work is that fair i don't know i don't see what there's i don't see why not i listen to our podcast and i have questions for all of us to answer those are our only guidelines loophole you know it all right question number one is about uh my favorite topic the nba um, oh. If you guys weren't uh, aren't surprised, there's going to be a lot of NBA questions. No, just kidding. We're we're going to do one NBA question, and um, it's it's about your favorite NBA players right now. I think I, I know, you know, some of the guys that you guys like in the league, uh, but I just want to hear from both of you, and I'll give a couple of mine too. We're just going to go round robin, and I just want to want you to name me one of your favorite NBA players right now. We'll do let's say three or four rounds of this. So uh, let's start with Mock. Who is one of your favorite NBA players right now? Give me Patrick Beverly all day. Pat Bev, you've loved that guy for a while, though. Yeah, Mr. 94 Feet. Uh, I just love his heart. I love his story. You know, he's one of the few NBA players that are really well known for really, he calls it like coming out the mud. You know, like he started his career overseas in Russia and, and worked his way all the way to NBA and to big fat contract this summer. So congrats to my guy. It was like an okay contract, right? It's like like three years, forty million. Not not huge, but uh, nice for nice for a guy that just came out of nothing. Yeah, it's huge for him for sure. Okay, I'm gonna go with um, I'm gonna stick with the guard. I'm gonna go with my man Dame Lillard. He's Ooh. he might be my favorite player in the league right now, guys. Um, I like him more Jeez. and more. I think he's he's super tough as well. He he also has had the odds against him for a long time, overlooked, uh, underappreciated. Uh, but he's a killer, and I I really like him. You like him more than any current Rocket, right? I like a lot of players more than uh, <laughs> not not every current Rocket, but but most of them. Yeah. Are Which you in current Rocket? Oh, do you like? Uh, on my list is PJ Tucker. Oh, true. Uh, um, so true. I was gonna bring him up, but now I don't have to. So thanks for that. All right, I'll be here. <laughs> Give me one. More than an athlete, just shut up and dribble. LeBron James. Oh, surprise, surprise. This is a boring podcast. We all knew that. <laughs> He's always going to be num- my number one favorite player of all time. 
He okay. just does so much on the court. I mean, it's year 17. Hopefully he stays healthy, knock on wood. But I just, I also love the, the things that he does off the court as well. So LeBron James through and through. What could you, what could he do to make you not appreciate him as much? Is there anything? There's got to be something. Um, it would have to be obviously something like super drastic, like 2008 Tiger Woods, like something similar okay. to that episode. But some um, sort of scan- some sort of off-court scandal type of thing. Yeah, I mean, like from a basketball purist standpoint or NBA purist standpoint, like the way that he's empowered players may may rub fans the wrong way. So I I, I can definitely see that, and it's justified. But that's not something big enough for me to to look bad on him. But you still stuck with Tiger, though. Yeah, so, I mean, I still. So I why st- would LeBron? That, yeah, that's yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, it, it has, it might be, it has to be something even larger than that. Like, so I'm, maybe an I'm OJ. still. <laughs> true. Yeah, o, OJ is like, man, I don't know how that, anybody can cheer for that guy. Yeah, that that's like the max. That's as that's about as bad as it gets. <laughs> yes. Uh, all right, let's go with another one. We're going snake as usual. Albie, you got to go again. Does it have to be a certain position or just any player? No. Any any player. I mean, you can decide if it's an obvious one or under-the-radar guy. Just somebody who you really like right now. I mean, this guy definitely flipped for me. I, I think I've already said this many times in a previous pod, but I wasn't very high on Luka Doncic coming in. But oh. now, e- even if he wasn't a Maverick, I think I would still love him. And just the way he plays... Um, it looks like he's having a lot of fun, and um, it's it's just not like a conventional player, right? He's not like supremely athletic. He's not super fast or strong, but he's he's effective and he's clutch. So I like Luca. Yeah, he I'm surprised. Like you... a r- really cool guy to hang out with, like just goofy and like I feel like he he seems pretty down to earth from my he's, standpoint. He's, yeah, I mean he's kind of like Dirk reincarnated from that point, right? Yeah, no, for sure. Yeah. I mean, he's also like 20, 21 years old, so I'm sure he's he's a good time. And I don't think he cares about what he eats or drinks right now. Clearly, from his uh, <laughs> from his physique, so that's probably fun as well. Wow, wow, jeez, man, yeah. subtle dig. I'm surprised that you weren't all in on him from the start because I think as soon as you guys got him, yeah, we we were like really happy for you. We're like, man, you guys got Luca. You're so lucky. Uh, and I think you weren't like as as hyped as uh, everybody else. So I'm I'm glad it's working out. All right, I'm gonna go and. Uh, we're we're sticking with with perimeter players. I'm I'm gonna go with another guard, and it's um, De'Aaron Fox. That Whoa! Is, yeah, he's really picked it up uh, on my radar. I I don't know wow. why, but he's uh, he's very very fun for me to watch. Like uh, highlights and stuff. Something about his his headband makes him fun. I don't know. He's explosive. Uh, he plays hard. People seem to love what's, him. Uh, what's the most impressive aspect of his basketball game? It feels like he's, I mean, he's obviously very athletic, but I feel like he uses it defensively really well or can. And I think that's what mm-hmm. I like uh, a lot. Like he reminds me of like, uh, like a Gary Payton that's, that's really good at offense too. Oh, wow. What praise. Gary yeah. Payton. Gary Payton, like one well, of the I, best on-ball defenders. No, I mean, obviously, obviously he's not as good yet or ever will be, but like he reminds me of him in the way he plays. Jeez. That is very high praise. I I did not. I would never have guessed that second round pick for you. Uh, yeah, get, I mean it's it's not necessarily in order, but he is definitely somebody who's jumped up my list. So I thought he's worth mentioning. Okay, new look Rockets have gotten you on tilt, huh? 
I think so. Yeah, I'm just going all anybody else. Just trying to find any fun <laughs> any fun players I'm in on. All right, Mark, give me your second. Well, for my second, I'll go with the guy that has put you on tilt. Then I'll go with oh, Russell Westbrook. On. Oh my gosh! <laughs> wow. wow, he was going to be my first, but wow, I was more afraid that you would steal Pat Beverly from me. So. Uh, there's no danger of you drafting Westbrook, so I'll, I'll go this ahead and pick is, him this here. Is not a, this is not a draft, man. It's not a contest. It's uh, it's it's up to you. We can like the same players. I definitely so, do not like. So uh, one, can't, one, can't thing do, one thing I do want to say uh, or talk about in terms of like just fandom in general, and I feel like this is a really good example of what I consider as a good fan. Mock, you can, I guess, kind of speak to it from your experience, but Mock used to hate Russell Westbrook. And yeah. I, I think being a good fan or an educated fan is the willingness or ability to, to kind of change your mind. Like evidence, new evidence comes to the forefront and you're willing to change. Like I'm not, there may be a time where I may not hate, you know, James Harden. You know, like I, I do like and respect that Mock had a complete 180 shift on Russell Westbrook and props, man. Wait, when did you hate him and why? And what he, changed? I, I'm confused. He was definitely one of my top most hated, along with oh. LeBron and Blake Griffin and CP3. Like, back his rookie and sophomore year, especially that year he went to the finals and lost to the Heat. Uh, yeah, I just thought... 2012. Yeah, so I think that was like... You could see the raw talent there, but just... The basketball IQ was at its worst, um, and, and it kind of comes with the territory. But at the same time, I just it it kind of ballooned up with how much I hated LeBron back then. Uh, so I wanted, <laughs> I really wanted a Thunder win, but I knew they had no chance because of Russell Westbrook. Uh, uh, so, but yeah, everything flipped. Uh, it just I think he, his game has evolved a bit. But to your point, Albert, like he yeah he went from my most hated to my most loved. But wow. it is it is still very very rare. Like there's only like, it's like him and LeBron. Like those are the only guys that have, that I've hated and, and don't hate anymore. How about you just tell me somebody really quickly who you hate? Because I'm just I don't I can't think of guys that you hate. It was Chris Paul, but I mean I can't do it anymore since, wow. since we got him. Uh, I'll say I, I still hate Blake Griffin. Oh man, you guys still holding against Blake, huh? I just can't stand that look on his face. Guys, you you don't? Oh yeah, I I'm I don't hate him nearly as much as I used to. I think it was definitely worse when I lived in LA. Yeah, I saw him more, and he was he was more uh, out there, more relevant back then. Yeah, more relevant. Uh, Okay, let's go uh, one more each. Um, Mock, it's your turn. Give me one more guy that you really like now. Give me Boardman, Kawhi Leonard. Boardman gets paid. Okay. (laughs) You say sigh. Yeah. Wait, you don't like him anymore at all? No, I don't. <laughs> no. Is it just because of the Clippers? He's upset yeah. that he's not playing with LeBron. Yeah, that's yeah. fine. That's fine. It's one, all related. It all goes back you to guys, one. You guys know I, I loved Kawhi. Um, he's always been my top two-way player. And, I mean, I don't dislike his game. I don't dislike his off-the-court personality. It's kind of coming out more now, which is hilarious. But, yeah, I, I mean, I can't. I can't like him, just like I can't like any Houston Rocket or or Spur. He hasn't even played a single game for the Clippers yet. Yeah, he's uh-huh. he's a fun guy, man. Did you see him at his press conference? Yeah, smiling, <laughs> making jokes. Incredible. Uh, okay, I'll be I'll be. Give me give me your last one. 
I mean, I love this guy, Clay Thompson. Oh, Man. you took mine. China Clay. Wow. Clark. Man, I was going to go Game Clay six. too. Game six Clay. Game six Clay is untouchable. You're right. Yeah. Uh, and then recovering from ACL Clay. Like I'm gonna, I'm, I'm gonna love this guy, and I will always love this guy. I think. Um, I wow. wish he had left the shadows because I think it is Steph Curry's franchise and team. But he's just not the type that wants spotlight, and I really respect that. And yeah, Game Six Clay, like Mox said, is untouchable. Don't you kind of yeah. hold that against him a little bit though? Like not <laughs> wanting to leave Steph's spotlight. I mean. I, I think there was some truth about if Golden State didn't offer a max, then he would look at the other West Coast teams. But because they gave him the most money that he could get from anywhere else, I mean, I can't fault him for that. But, I mean, with today's league, like, he could have definitely maneuvered, like, a sign-in trade as well, right? But even if he went to the Clippers or to the Lakers, he wouldn't be out of anybody's shadow there either. So... I think yeah, this but, is the but, but specifically shadow. like Steph's shadow though, like that you hate. Uh, I don't. I don't think he hates Steph. I mean, I hate Steph, obviously. That but, you hate, right? Right. Yeah, but I. It's it's a very. I mean, it's an interesting dynamic when I watch a Golden State Warriors game. Like I cheer for Steph to take all these L's, but I cheer for Clay to save Steph, and this continues that trend. <laughs> Oh boy, this is getting this is getting confusing. Okay, let's wrap this up with one more for me. Um, I'm having some trouble though because you took Clay from me, and I already mentioned PJ, so I guess that doesn't really count. So I'm gonna go with Iggy. I, I still like Andre Iguodala a lot. I've always liked him, and I don't even know what team he's on right now. He's gonna be on a contender soon. Is he on Memphis? I, I don't he's know where he plays. Yeah, Memphis. That guy's awesome. I I just really like him. You guys okay with that? Yeah, Finals MVP. It's true. Okay, that's the first question. Um, next question from Pocket Change comes from me as well. Uh, and this question, <laughs> uh, you know what? Before we get to the next question, why don't we talk about our sponsor? Because this question is about good food. And uh, one of our favorite sponsors is Tasty Tales in Richardson, Texas. And they have some delicious food. I think I saw on Instagram that Albie was over there a couple days ago for lunch, right? Yeah, Six Pennies podcast Instagram was there. What, oh, sorry, not Albie. Do you know what Six Pennies Podcast ordered there? Yes, we ordered crab cakes. We ordered oh, crab cakes. We ordered shrimp po' boy. We ordered wings. Wow, Cajun no overstuffed, no overstuffed oysters. No oyster <laughs> po' boys. Uh, I wait. I wait till Mock comes up and I'll order that. True. True. Got it. Well, Tasty Tales and Richardson um, always has good deals for everyone. We got. Thirsty Thursdays on Thursdays. There's Sunday fun days. I think they still have some fresh crawfish because they have their own, uh, what is it called? Farm. farm. Yeah, they got a farm of crawfish out, out in the, the West Coast. So they still have fresh crawfish. Nobody else in the area does. Don't forget, if you mention Six Pennies Podcast when you get there, you will get a 15% discount. So go into Tasty Tales and Richardson. Say hi to Michelle. Get some delicious food. Uh, they're open late as well. And make sure to check out the happy hour specials Monday through Friday from 3 to 7 p.m. That's Tasty Tales in Richardson, Texas. I will say one thing about the Six Pennies podcast discount is it's so integrated now in their system that if you just say Six Pennies podcast on the receipt, it'll show the discount on every single line item. And yeah. it'll have 
six pennies next to the name six pennies podcast next to it so we are fully ingrained they're one of our best sponsors and please check them out we always talk about it but you will receive a 15 percent discount that is impressive all right so question number two is about good food like i mentioned and it's about uh your last meal on earth um what would your last meal what would your last meal consist of and i'm just gonna say I, i want it to be a full meal so yeah. it can it can be like it could be like one or two appetizers. It could be like a you know a starter dish, maybe a maybe a main dish, and then your dessert. I I'll leave it up to you. You guys can give me several items that you want uh, a beverage too if you want, but it has to be specific. You can't just tell me you want a slice of pepperoni pizza. You need to tell me what type of pizza it is, um, where it's from, and why. And let's go with mock first. Why don't you just give me a you can either give me a couple items or just tell me the whole meal now. Uh, I have the whole meal written out right here. Wow. Oh, whoa. Uh, you, you prepared. Okay. I gave, I gave you guys this one in advance because I figured it needed a little bit of prep. Yeah. I, I wanted to write it down just, just in case, you know, this situation ever comes up and I need to pull yeah. together my favorite meal real quick. So I have one appetizer, one entree, one dessert, and one drink. Okay. okay. So I'll just spit them all out right now. For the appetizer, it is from, I think this was a top 10 chain restaurant for us, La Madeleine. Wow. Uh, La Madeleine (laughs) tomato basil soup. (laughs) What? (laughs) It is my favorite soup of all time. It's an excellent, it is a delicious soup. I'll give you that. Timmy, is it better than Benihana fried rice? I think that's going to be his next item on the list, if if I'm not... (laughs) foreshadowing yeah (laughs) wow uh yeah la madeleine so i i made this list thinking it's my final meal i'm about to like die or something right so with with no like with no care in the world as far as you know how my stomach feels after eating this meal because tomato tomato basil is amazing so delicious but it is so acidic it's a heavy start as well to your meal. Yeah, very heavy. Yeah, creamy but, and everything, yeah. Okay, so my entree, Killen's beef rib over Benihana Solid. chicken fried rice. Ooh. Wow. Um, Killen's beef rib is outstanding. When I, when I texted you guys earlier, I said give me one of each category, like one appetizer, entree, dessert, obviously. But I'm sure if I gave you some flexibility here, you would make plenty of room in your stomach in this meal for that many hot fried rice, right? <laughs> yes. Okay. Uh, but the beef rib, that was actually the toughest part of this decision for me. Like everything else I kind of typed out right away, but the protein was like, I was thinking between like a steak or oysters or lobster or seafood, like, but I think Killen's beef rib, that's, that's, that's going to be my top, top, top for final meal. Ooh, wow. Um, they have an outstanding beef rib. Have you been to Killen's, Albie? I have not. That's some good stuff. Um, really all right, good. Keep, go- keep going, keep going. Okay, so for the drink, uh, I, I mean, I'm loyal, man. I'm loyal to Kung my Fu. Kung Fu tea, milk green oh, tea, uh, less ice, full sugar with egg pudding. <laughs> okay. And my dessert is very simple. It's just... King size Reese's peanut butter cups. <laughs> what is happening here? And then this is can, your last meal. And then I can die happy. Yeah, I mean that's a. It's, I, I'm kind of considering volume here too because that's a really full meal. So I just need like a simple, simple dessert. 
top it all off. All right. Albie, are you ready or do you want me to go? No, I'm ready. We'll save you for last. All right. Uh, Let's do it. But I kind of went the opposite. I didn't go very simple. I went very, uh, very extravagant, if you will. Well, not my first meal. That's so, fine. so I, I also did appetizer, main course, a dessert, and then a drink. And my okay. appetizer doesn't, it's not very classy. It's not very expensive, but it's more of the timing of when we had it. But I put down 2007 Yard House chicken tenders. Oh, they're so good. Wow. Oh, boy. Those are delicious, man. Wait, very, I, I never specific. had this. Yeah, because I, I can't believe I had it in 2018 last year, I think. And oh, they were not. No, it was this year. It was this past this February. Year. It was 12 bad. years later. Yeah, 12 years later, and it is not good at all. Yeah, it's I want the, to make sure it's 2007 version. Wait, they're, so they're, actually re- they're actually really bad. They're, oh. they're, they're bad. They're not even good now. <laughs> Can you describe the 2007 version? Like, how does it compare to, like, a golden chick? Huh. So it's not as, uh, like, bready as the golden chick one. Because the golden chick one is kind of, like, crispy and bready. This one is, like, the meat was very... This is, of course, 12 years ago. The meat was very tender and juicy. And I think just the the shock value of, like, when we put Uh. it in our mouth. Because we're at a bar and we're not expecting much, but when we yeah. had it, we're like, oh my goodness, this is delicious. Yeah, so, I, I will say this one is probably related to the, it definitely is related to the sentimental value, the time and the place. Because I, I think one to one, if you just put the two next to each other, you'd probably choose a golden chick, chicken tender almost every day. However, you don't normally eat the golden chick after drinking some beer and just trying to find something on the menu to, to munch on. And so, like you mentioned, that surprise factor and the happy hour pricing of it um, just really, really adds a lot to the the value as well as the um, the surprising taste. Oh, for sure, surprise factor is huge when it comes to food. Like <laughs> the lower your expectations are, the more I mean, it's amazing that feeling, like just going in yeah. and looking at an item and then taking that first bite. I yeah. mean, I think it exceeds <laughs> having like a really, really good piece of food that you had a lot of hype for. It's true. It's the, yeah, things that are underrated, they, they definitely, you know, can make a bang. Yeah, it's the absolute value, like taste over hype. Yikes. Okay. Keep going, up. All right, so for my main entree, and I still think about this meal to this day, um, but my wife and I, we went to Japan for our honeymoon. Nice. And one of the cities we visited, we visited like four or five different cities, but one of them was Kobe. Oh, boy. And we actually got Kobe steak in Kobe. Oh, and okay. it's like um, it's like hibachi style, so they like cooked it right there on the grill in front of us. And my gosh, that first bite, guys, speechless. Melted in your mouth. Yeah, yeah speechless. So oh, that wow. that would definitely be uh, that would be my main entree. I considered bringing in some like sushi from Japan because it's outstanding too. But yeah, the beef is a good call. Well, one question: You said hibachi. Do they do any tricks or anything? <laughs> No, it would be like a dishonor to the cow if they did tricks. What about what about the onion? Who cares about the onion? Choo choo. Yeah, that would be a dishonor. All right, <laughs> keep going, Alvin. Um, so for my dessert, and I've never had this personally, but this oh. uh, this what? was actually really popular when the movie came out in two thousand two. Serendipity. Oh yeah. I want to try the golden opulent Sunday there. Is that like a thousand bucks or ten thousand? Yeah, oh, for those yeah. who don't know, it costs a thousand dollars. There's twenty four karat gold flakes in it and um 
I want to have that as my dessert. I just want to. <laughs> <Okay. laughs> There's nothing more to say, right? All right. What's your drink? <laughs> and then on the same same uh, same wavelength, my drink. I literally just googled most expensive single malt scotch, oh, and nice. I didn't I didn't go for the most expensive one. I went for the second most because the most expensive one, the bottle is six point two million dollars. Oh, geez. but the second most expensive one is a Macallan. It's a Macallan M whiskey. And there's only four bottles. It takes 50 people to make this one bottle. And it's a 75-year whiskey. It's the bottle. It's worth about 600K. So a oh, couple that's fingers. That's reasonable. Yeah, just a couple fingers of that. And um, like Mock said, I would die happy. Wow. All right. 75 wow. years. That is, that's crazy. It's impressive. Hey, do you guys uh, know Minute Maid has been around for 75 years? Handy fact for you. Okay. I right, hope your I hope your list is all Coca Cola products. <laughs> um, so the reason why I, this this question came up is because my wife and I were eating Sharon and I were eating at a restaurant in Austin a few months back, and we had this amazing meal. And we we're just thinking, like, what are some of the best dishes that we've had anywhere? And this led to me, you know, making a phone uh, a list on my phone, kind of like what Mock you did. You wrote it down just in case of an emergency. But now I'm narrowing it down more to one full meal. And I think there were a lot of directions to go here, and you guys kind of went two of those directions. One was mainstream, mock, you know, kind of a lot of, ch you know, some chains, some local things. Uh, and then Albie took a little, went a little bit outside of the box, things more aspirational, maybe something you've had once in your life or haven't had at all. So I think mine is a little more trending along mock side, kind of in between. But um, so these are things mostly that I've had quite a bit, and that's why I like them so much. My appetizer is going to be from. Um, 101 Noodle Cafe in uh, LA, and it's a, a beef roll, like a Taiwanese beef roll. Ooh. Uh, Albie, you you've, had, you've had that with me, right? Yes, I have. It's delicious. It's, I'm it's also the best. a big fan of beef rolls in general, so good choice. It is, it is an outstanding beef roll. Just like the, the perfect appetizer, I think. Probably doesn't go the best with this meal because the, the meal is going to get heavy really quick. I kind of have two main courses. So I don't have a dessert. I have this appetizer. I have two kind of mains. Uh, my first main course is a pizza from Bestia, which is also a restaurant in LA. Um, it's got Jeez. like some spicy sausage on it. It's called hey, Alanduya Pizza. Thank you so much. Dude, yeah. The food is outstanding. It's heavy um, West Coast bias right now. With it's true. Lillard and yeah. the Sacramento Kings. Jeez. Clay, yeah, everybody. Yeah, that pizza, it's like a Napoleon-style pizza, and it is, I think that was also a shock factor thing. Like, one of the first, the first time I had it, it was, like, surprising, really surprising how great it was. Yeah. Uh, and then my last, uh, my other kind of main course is um, Korean beef from Baekjang in, also in L.A. And, Albi, you've been there with me, and, and that, Kalbi, is, is unbelievable. That is delicious, yeah. Is that an all-you-can-eat? No, no, you okay. the, you don't you don't do Korean all you can eat, man. It's not good. Okay. Yeah. So that's not the place I went to. No, it is not. It is <laughs> that place is not good. Isn't that um, how you got all your started getting Ulcer Boy? Oh yeah, that was top two most painful night of my life. <laughs> that was the last time you've had Korean food in LA. Was like thirteen years ago. Yeah. <laughs> all right, my my drink to wash it down is actually not from LA, it's from Hong Kong. Um, and it oh. is a, it's from a bar that we went to. It's a really nice bar and they made a, a penicillin. Have you ever had that, either of you, Albie? No? I, I've never had it, no. 
I mean, it's it's a normal drink, a little bit more unique. It's kind of a whiskey sour, or that's kind of the some of the flavors that it, it borrows from. But for some reason, that penicillin that they made there was just unbelievable. We had like four or five of them. They have some special ice there where they stamp in the name of the bar. Like, it wow. just makes it a really memorable experience. But it was a delicious drink. So that's that's how I would finish off my meal. Why why is it called penicillin? I have no idea. We can Google that later. Not sure. Yeah, a little weird. Uh, no dessert. Yeah, I mean, I, I just feel like I, I could have dessert, but there wasn't anything that I felt like was was a strong enough contender to need to need to be there for my final meal. I mean, that being said, I could easily put out just like a, a piece of, of candy like you did and, and be pretty happy with it too. Like an Andy's Mint would be a nice finish. Ooh, classic. <laughs> wow, that is nice. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right, that's our, our last meals. Okay, let's do one more quick question to wrap this up. And this is about our kids. Um, I just wanted to hear, what are some things that you guys worry about for your kids right now? Um, whether that is currently for um, their age group, what they might be exposed to, what they might be endangered of, or in the future, same kind of question. So let's start with Mock. Is there anything you're worried about for either Levi or Shiloh right now? I have one kind of joking, half serious worry, and then one real worry. So the first one is, I feel like before you could become a parent, you hear all this talk about the terrible twos. No one really talks about three-nagers and how bad they can be yeah. at that yeah. point. And and I think that's part of what we're experiencing now, just the same thing as when he was two, except he's just more energy and knows more words and throws bigger tantrums. So in the short term, for sure, we're going to have a three-nager and a terrible two at the same time coming up very, very shortly. So oh my goodness. So, somewhat worried about that. But I think my real worry, I, I was just talking to a coworker today, we're talking about, you know, how, uh, like birthdays. So Levi just turned three and his daughter just turned seven. And I, I told him, you know, I was going to have like a midlife crisis when Levi hits kindergarten. And he was like, yeah, kindergarten was crazy because they actually had cliques form in kindergarten. And wow, it's it was like mean girls, uh, except actually like real life, just really mean. But that's super early to be kind of thinking and having to talk through some of that stuff like clicks and bullying but yeah that's definitely something that i'm a little worried about uh just in terms of the future having to talk about bullying and uh maybe them being made fun of for various reasons uh you know maybe as deep as like not looking like their parents or i don't know maybe in to a certain extent also i don't want like my kids to be the bullies either you know yep yeah those are good ones um i'll go ahead and go for me um, so Zachary's about a little over two. He's two and three months right now. So he's definitely getting into the terrible twos. He's ha- luckily he's a pretty happy kid though. Happy go lucky doesn't really care about too much typically. And so one of the things that worries me is uh, is is like just general safety with specifically with like cars and I guess pools. Those are uh, kind of the two big ones because I, I don't think he can understand no matter how many times I, I'm telling him like to watch out for cars. The cars are too fast. They can't really see you. He has no idea what it could be for a car to hit something. And I don't, I don't know how we could teach that. And so that's, that's definitely one thing that worries me. And then just pools, like I've had like a lot of coworkers and like uh, friends and stuff talk about how dangerous the, the water can be just turning around for a second. Like yeah. um, if you're not watching your kid, like something could happen and they drown really fast. And I, those are a couple that, that are jumping out really quickly. And then 
Um, longer term for me, I think it's technology uh, scares me a lot because I think just because we don't know what's going to happen in five years, 10 years, 15 years. And I think like right now it's, it's kind of cute. It's funny when kids, you know, want to use your, look at your phone or watch something on TV. And it's kind of sometimes nice for them to do something uh, and not bother us. But at the same time, it's, it's kind of scary what that could become uh, considering how early it is. And you see it like on, yeah. um, in media, right? Like, you, or even in real life, you see like kids like staring at their phones and their necks are bent down and, they're really just living in a virtual world sometimes. And I have no idea what that's going to be like 10 years from now. And that's kind of terrifying. Yeah, for sure. You need to do uh, the arrested development way and get like a really scary one-armed man to teach your son a lesson. Uh, no, no, don't, don't teach him lessons. <laughs> All right, Albie, you're up. What are you worried about? Yeah. So Amelia is five and a half months. And so, I, I will admit there's been a few nights during these first five and a half months where I would just wake up in cold sweats because my biggest fear, it's like my n- literal nightmare is SIDS, right? Like sure. I feel like SIDS, I think it's like it, the, the SIDS percentage or it gets better after like the six month mark, but yeah. it's still something that, you know, me and Na, we worry about every night, like because she's starting or she's she's sleeping now on her on her stomach which is obviously fine cuz she can do tummy time and move her head and all that but it's it's still scary you know yeah. we make sure like there's nothing in the beds and even yeah. now since she's rolling around and she's starting to crawl so she's going to get into you know situations where sits might be in the picture whether it's like window blinds or whatever it might be so Right now, as an infant, that's something that I literally just think about all the time. Is like, what is she doing? Is she safe? As far as like a worry for her as she gets older, I think like the toddler years is like so far away from me that I, I haven't even really thought about. But I I do think about her as an adult. So for me, I just want her to be like, <laughs> I, I just want her to be like a positive influence on society. Um, that doesn't mean like she has to save the world or care cancer or whatever i just don't want her to be like a bad person right so like i don't want her to sell drugs at the corner i don't want her to whatever it is that is a detriment society just as long as she's on the other side i'm happy she doesn't have to be like super successful she doesn't have to like i said cure cancer but as long as she's not hurting society i feel like as a parent that's all i i can i can ask for Wow, you're looking way ahead there. You really think toddler years are that far away? Because they're like coming it's, right up, man. Sneaking up, man. She's starting to crawl now, so it's like, oh. Yeah, man. I mean, I was gonna say, like, I thought she was only like three months. She's five and a half. Like, it's gonna be any any time now. She's gonna start walking around. Yeah. No. <laughs> okay, just one goal: just don't raise a holes. That's it. True. Good point. All right. Do we have uh, our outro music? You're gonna miss this. Is it, is it ready to go? Oh, should we change it up? <laughs> I don't think we have the rights to that. So Oh, we definitely we're, do not. We're going to keep it legit. Oh, sentimental end to the show. I have to say, this is probably the best pocket change ever. I'm going to just just go ahead and say it. We had some excellent questions. So thank you for listening to Six Pennies Podcast. Uh, let us know who some of your favorite NBA players are. Let us know your favorite meals for your last meal. And then uh, wanna, we want to hear, too, what you're worried about for your kids, if you have any. Thanks for listening. Please subscribe on iTunes, leave us a review, leave us some comments on Facebook, and thanks for listening.